people and fellow treasure hunters. My name is Savannah and you are listening to, have you heard of this? Hello, hello everybody. This is a very big episode because this is the first official episode of the season of the podcast. We are doing this. We are soaring. An even more um, exciting thing to this certain episode is I have my first guest on the podcast. As I talked about in the introduction episode, I wanted to try and have a guest on every episode to kind of bring a different perspective and you just not listening to me ramble for 30 minutes. So our first official guest to the podcast to kick it off in all its full glory, none other than my longtime best friend of 21 years, Miss Leah Chafin. Has it really been 21 years? Because I think it's more than that. <laughs> no, we were seven and now I'm 28. So that would be 21. Oh God, don't say 28. I just turned 28 a few days ago. <laughs> I know. And it's, I've literally in the past year, I've never, like, that's when I felt my age. Like before, I'm like, I feel young. I don't feel like my age i feel like a kid at heart no baby 27 28 has smacked me in the face (laughs) same same so um just give a little introduction about yourself tell the people a little bit about yourself you can share as little or as much as you would like just give us a little rundown who are you what are you doing what's up well i don't know if i should divulge too much or too little i want to talk about your favorite hobbies, whatever you want to do. Well, I've moved into a log cabin, so my current hobbies are uh, repairing termite damage, um, yard work, um, fun adult type stuff. <laughs> right, we love adulting. Yeah, that's fun. Besides the log cabin living, I'm getting ready to start work at a law firm, my husband's law firm. So getting ready to start a bunch of legal work, which is also fun adult type stuff. Wow, you're really killing it with the adult life. Very proud. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the people in this 21 years of friendship how exactly we met. Technically, it was at elementary school, right? Yes, Belfast Elementary School. Shout out Belfast. What up? Belfast. You're not, not listening, but hello, how are you? <laughs> Well, funny thing is, we weren't friends when we first met. We actually didn't like each other, but we had mutual friends. So that kind of brought us together eventually. Mm -hmm. The first moment that the friendship happened was on a field trip on the bus. Where were we going? I don't know. I feel like it was those log cabins like that museum that taught you about like old-timey stuff shut up was that crab orchard where you got married whoa Whoa. shout out crab orchard where i got married yes i think it was crab orchard or it was that water museum didn't we like tour some water museum or something like they give you the history of water i don't remember that (laughs) i don't remember maybe i just made this up but no it was on a bus i do remember that and the rest has gone down in history were we forced to sit together or did like... I, I think there was no more seats and right. we just had to sit together and then we chatted it up and 
as third graders do. Right. And all through school, all through college, in each other's weddings, made speeches at each other's weddings. And now here you are on my podcast. Yes, ma'am. And I will, uh, depending on who dies first, but we'll give eulogies at each other's funerals. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Let's get down to business. Since we know the logistics of who, who we are, let's talk about the real reason why you clicked the episode. We're talking about the amazing, the wonderful, Leah's favorite movie of all time. Let's just put it out there. Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. And I have a few little facts. I came prepared. I did a little research about the Treasure Planet. Here we go. It was released. It's not an open book. (laughs) Released in 2002. Eight years old. Fell in love. Two thousand two. No, you were. No, you were born in what? Ninety three, ninety four, ninety four. Oh my God, you were right. Wow. Okay, I stand corrected. Two thousand two. It is adventure sci-fi movie, animated, made by Disney. Who else? It is an hour and thirty five minutes long, so it's not crazy. Okay, it's not one of those Marvel movies where you're sucked in for three hours. Mm-hmm. No, pay, no hate to Marvel. We love our Marvel. I'll do an episode about Marvel. But mm-hmm. hour and 35 minutes. It is based off Treasure Island. So if you're like a history buff, if you're into the books, if you're into the old timey type vibes, Treasure Island. And don't, I didn't know if you knew this. Here's a fact for you, you might not know. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature at the 75th Academy Awards. Yes, ma'am. You did know that? I did. Okay, maybe you should be running this podcast because apparently I can't get nothing by you. (laughs) It is starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which plays Jim. And don't worry, Leah. Don't worry, Leah. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there. Um, Some people might know him from 500 Days of Summer, Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, just to name a few. Brian Murray played John Silver. Couldn't find him on anything. He didn't do much. That's what he's well known for. And sadly, passed away in 2018. R.I.P. He did? He did? (laughs) Not my John Silver. He did? He did. He in the ground. He went on to the afterlife. His bones have disappeared. He gone, girl. He gone. I kind of remember hearing about that, though. But still, just, no. I know. Um, Some more actors. Emma Thompson. Captain Amelia. Yes, yes. In I Love Her Personally from Love Actually. And she's also in the new Cruella de Vil film. Check that out. Oh, she is? I mean, I've seen that movie, but I don't remember who she played. I haven't watched the movie yet. I might do an episode on that movie once I watch it. Oh, it's a good one. Well, I love Cruella de Vil, so I'm sure I would like it. Last but certainly not least, hilarious Martin Short, who played Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Martin Short, I mean, he's in literally everything, but if you're of the younger generation... If you're new to the movie scene, he was in um, Only Murders in the Building, So Hulu Show. Check it out. 
So yeah, there was some quick little facts about the movie, if you didn't already know. But if you haven't watched this movie, what are you doing? You need to educate yourself, and we're going to talk about it. It's seriously underrated. It's one of Disney's most underrated movies. Absolutely. I mean, I remember the moment we I watched this, because you had already watched it, obviously. 5,000 And you were were telling me all about it. And I remember I came over. I feel like we swam. I feel like that's very important to the story. We went swimming in your pool. And then we came in. Probably had a PB&J. Don't know what we ate. But (laughs) we sat down and we watched it. I feel like there were laughs. There were tears. It was just everything. (laughs) It was so good. There's some hot and heavy groaning over certain people in the movie. Okay, let's, let's, you know what? You know what? Let's just get right to the nitty gritty. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's just take a deep breath. And let's talk about Jim Hawkins. Mm. And I'm going to let you lead on that one. I mean, I mean, this girl straight up used to write in her little notebooks in class. I would look over at her in class, look at her notebook. She would not be writing down math problems. She would not be writing down what spelling test words we needed to know. No, she was writing Jim and Leah with hearts. <laughs> and we now, didn't know anybody. We would, I would draw little yeah. comics of me and him and you and Charlie. <laughs> yes. Yes. And oh, don't worry for anyone that knows me. There will be many Johnny Depp films talked about on this podcast. Don't you worry. I'm making a list. Don't worry. I don't but know yeah. if you can get a guest to do those with you. <laughs> I know. I should just do it myself because I know everything. There's nothing Five anyone can tell me that I don't know. Podcast. <laughs> Literally, the podcast app will be like, you've got to stop. We can't upload this. <laughs> Yeah, what so what drew you to Jim? What is it about animated Jim Hawkins that you just you you still to this day just melt? What it just I need I need to know. I need to know. Is this podcast PG? <laughs> Let's not make it X, but I mean this is going for adult audiences, so say what you feel, say what you need to say. Well, I'm afraid of what I can say because, you know, when I first saw the movie, I was eight years old and it was appropriate for an eight-year-old to have a crush on a 15-year-old 2D character. But now I'm 28. Right, right. I'm 28 crushing on a 15-year-old character. (laughs) So I'm a pervert. I'm a creeper now. (laughs) You know, I never thought of it that way, but now that you mention it, it's really bad. In my mind, he has aged along with the movie. Right, right. He's aged with us. Right, so he's like (laughs) 40-something. Right, right. Okay, that doesn't make it as weird. Okay. (laughs) But it just... It was just the bad, but was it the bad boy vibe? Was it the misunderstood? What? It, um, was it just the hunt for treasure? What? What was it? <laughs> oh, honestly, I don't even. I don't even remember seeing the movie in theaters. Mm. I don't even remember if I saw it in theaters or if mom and dad just got me it when it came out to VHS. Right. 
or D- actually no, I got it on DVD. That was when DVDs were just becoming a thing. But okay. I don't know. It, it was the bad boy thing for sure, for sure. And that's mm-hmm. probably where I got my really bad attitude as a teenager myself. Because <laughs> I was drawing inspiration from a moody bad boy character on a Disney movie. <laughs> but let's. Let's just tell the people, if you, if you haven't watched Treasure Planet, which again, it's like 20 years old. Holy macaroni, it's 20 years old. I'm I'm a grandma. We both are a grandma. <laughs> Let's just tell the people a little bit what it's about. Okay. So it's about this guy named Jim Hawkins. <laughs> and he... <laughs> He basically is just like troubled teen, you know, can't find his way in the world. His father walked out on him when he was just a boy, which really screwed him up. Right, right. Yes, a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma. And his mom is busting her butt off, waiting tables at their little owned bar diner i don't know what it is it's an inn savannah okay whoa the Benbo inn savannah <laughs> whoa so while he's helping his mom with the inn and living a horrible life and getting in trouble with like the police but it's very like futuristic it's very sci-fi there's like robots and different like aliens and it's like different worlds and stuff like that there meets old yes all right so jim gets in trouble yet again with the police they drop him off at the inn where his mom's working and she's of course upset with him and dr doppler is also there who is he's not just an astrologer but he's he's got a degree in like the stars and stuff yeah so he's there he witnesses all of that and jim goes and sulks on the roof while the doctor and his mom talk inside about how he's screwing up and they just wish he could get on the right path and he's just sitting up there brooding you know all hot and stuff (laughs) and while he's sitting up there this spacecraft crashes on one of the loading docks at the end. So Jim runs down and checks it out. And this crazy turtle looking dude flops out and is like, they're coming, they're coming. So Jim drags him inside and he's got this treasure chest who, uh, which he opens, there's a code and he opens it and he says, we can't let them find this. And Jim asks who's coming and the turtle man like grabs him and pulls him close and he's like the cyborg beware the cyborg and then he falls over dead just literally just flops dead in front of everybody and Cross then the <laughs> so uh he's laying there dead and jim has this map which has been pulled out of the chest it's this metal sphere and it's got constellations and markings on it, but it's just a metal sphere. So he puts it in his pocket, and then there's these lights that come in through the windows. So there's another spacecraft landing, and he Jim peeks through the window and sees that it's a whole bunch of pirates coming towards the house. 
so he grabs his mom and comes running upstairs and the doctor follows and the pirates come in and like just totally trash the inn flipping stuff over it catches on fire they escape out the back through a window and the inn burns to the are you do you want to take it from here do you want me to go <laughs> okay this is literally the episode is no longer anything like rating movie it's just leah um basically <laughs> doing subtitles for you scene for, for scene <laughs> scene by scene line by line motion capture by motion capture animated by animated yep literally full-blown plot summary (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't want to give it all away but that's that's the beginning that's how it starts that is setting the scene so basically jim goes on this adventure with the cyborg to find treasure planet to find this treasure well he and the doctor actually go uh, the doctor finances the voyage. He uh, rents the ship. He hires the crew. He hires the captain. He is the financier of the voyage. And Jim is like, he's the only one who can read the map. He's the only one who knows how to open it. Cause you have to push buttons in a certain order and configure it a certain way just so it will open. And, right. uh, it turns out as you go on with the movie that the crew that the doctor has hired was actually that pirate gang who attacked them in the beginning, but they were just posing as, you know, hardworking uh, ship members. So that's how they got hired. Okay. So basically the more and more we talk about this, the more and more I'm realizing, do I even know the movie? I'm wondering too. I think we need to set up a time for you yes. to come over and us to watch it. Right. We need to refresh. It's been a hot minute. It's been, a, I will admit, it's been a hot minute. But I yeah, watched that's, it last week. That's the gist is he goes on this grand adventure. There's some dangerous people acting like they're his friends. And it's just, it's very piratey. It's very animated. It's very adventurous. It's very futuristic sci-fi it's funny it's got some deep 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 parts it's just it's got everything you want it's got comedy i mean what more is there to say you can't beat it yeah i mean the crux of the whole film is silver the head pirate uh the leader of the pirate gang um he and jim get close on this voyage and Jim reveals that he did not have a dad growing up. So silver, I don't think he really meant to, but he kind of took Jim under his wing Mm -hmm. and was that father figure to him. And I don't think he even really meant to, it just kind of happened. Right. It's a very father son vibe. Yes. He's he's fighting. (laughs) He's fighting to keep his bad, like leader pirate image in front of his gang but with jim he just really likes him and likes being with him and being a father figure to him and by the end he fully just lets that go and they're you know they hug it out and i cry every time (laughs) but they have a moment and it's just beautiful and jim you know he's found the path he wants to take and he's embracing you know being an upstanding citizen and being a man. But uh, yeah, he goes on to uh, 
the Interstellar Academy, and I bet you didn't know this. They actually mm-hmm. had a fully fleshed out sequel to Treasure Planet that never happened. No, I did not know this. Now, I know because we've been sending each other like screenshots and links about this for well, every time something happens, then talking about them making a live action version or redoing or sequel or something. But no, I didn't know mm-hmm. they were going to make an animated sequel. Right. Well, this was planned back when the first movie was planned. Like they mm-hmm. had it set up to where if the first movie did well at the box office, that they would go ahead with the sequel, which would follow Jim going to the uh, interstellar interstellar Academy, which is basically a college, you mm-hmm. know, it's like the intergalactic version of college right. and he meets now. I don't like this part. Um, they set him up with a love interest who's also going to the academy. She's the daughter of one of the big general guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, they're like competing with each other in school. She's good at some things. He's good at some things. Um, and they're always competing and like don't even really like each other. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what the plot was, but basically they had to go off on this adventure him and her Mm. and uh they actually met up with silver who Mm. helps them on this quest i cannot remember it had something to do with pirates of course it had something to do with pirates but um they all the three of them go on this mission and by the end of it jim and the girl i can't remember her name i want to say it's anna or something like that but she's like a, a tiger alien do you remember captain amelia how she was like a cat woman yes 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 yes. this girl's like that she's got cat features but basically by the end of the sequel they kind of fall for each other and then that's it but -hmm. you know um i declined um they never (laughs) asked me to you know fill that role as the love interest so that's probably why it failed at the box office and didn't get the sequel but right right i guess we'll never know (laughs) It's just a lost cause, really. I mean, okay, let's get in. Now that you've kind of got a feel of the movie, now that you know what it's about, If you, again, if you haven't already seen it, let's do a little bit of rating. Um, this is going to be trying to, this is going to be a theme for the podcast that we're going to make categories, okay? This isn't just going to be us rambling about how much we love the film. We are going to get critical. We are going to get full-blown review style. Mm. Okay, so we have five categories that we're rating on the movie. First and foremost, we have the score, the music, the soundtrack, the back noise, the vibe. I still have it on CD. Yeah, I knew you would. It scratched all the heck, but I still have it on CD. That will live out with the cockroaches. That CD will be sitting in a pile of dust in the middle of nowhere with no civilization waiting to be played. An artifact. It should be housed in a museum. Yes. Number two, we have the story, the the story as a whole, the plot, and the writing. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have number three, the acting. And the voices, since this is animated, we have to think of voice acting as well. Number four, the originality. You know, how is it compared to other movies back in that time or other movies nowadays? 
kind of, is it original? What makes it different from other movies? Mm. And then last, the effects, or in this case, the animation, the quality of the film. Okay. All right. So first we'll talk about, and we're in the rating process, we're going to do one to five. Okay. All right. Real simple. Five star, one star, however you want to play. So first, the score. Okay, let's just talk because you're thinking it as much as I'm thinking it. I'm still here. Yo. Don't hit me with that. (laughs) I listened to that on the way home today. So yes, it's been a little bit since I've watched the movie, but I dang well listened to that song. (laughs) Oh, yes. Whenever I'm feeling moody or, you know, just in a mood that's the go-to song for sure absolutely absolutely and they couldn't have picked a better group to do that goo goo dolls i mean i mean if we're just talking about during the time goo goo dolls but if you can listen to goo goo dolls you know what i'm gonna do a podcast episode on goo goo dolls (laughs) yes goo goo dolls was flipping popping back in the day okay they haven't made anything in a, a hot minute but as far as like music and just just get in your flipping feels just mm-hmm. look out the bus window and let your hair blow in the wind goo goo dolls <laughs> so um again if you haven't watched the movie or you don't know the song we're talking about it happens i would say what in the middle of the movie yeah it's right about in the middle in the middle of the movie and it has this little montage and you actually get a little flashback to Jim's past mm-hmm. and it's just looking up on Spotify it will change your life yes so let's just not because that's really the only like song I guess like lyrically song in the movie it's more like just a score correct yes there is a, another Goo Goo Dolls song in the credits um but it was not part of the actual movie. Right. It's just in the credits. So the score itself, how does it make you feel? Well, the very first song on the CD, (laughs) which is my favorite, and that's the first song in the movie, it has a violin in it, and it has that kind of, it's almost Celtic in a way. It's got a very Celtic vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And I love anything with strings and kind of like vintage sounding. So that just oh, it just takes me back to that. I can picture the opening scene of that movie every time I hear it without mm-hmm. fail. Have you heard of Lindsay Sterling? Yes. I was about to say, where you're into streams, like she is chef's kiss, fabulous, insanely talented. And if she did, if she did a musical, like a violin version of I'm Still Here. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Because she has the like dubstep. Yes. Uh, incorporated into it, which oh, just wow, amazing. I don't know. Check her out on Spotify. Shout out Lisa Sterling. 
not sponsored. <laughs> None of this. Let me just let me make this very clear. I'm making no money off of this episode. None <laughs> of this is sponsored. No brands know me or probably will want to work with me. I am Disney. Clearly- Sponsor us, Disney. Oh my gosh. Disney, hit me up. I'm ready. <laughs> so, score. One through five. What Definite five. Wow. We're going off of a bane. Already a five. You know, I mean, if I'm solely going off, I'm still here as a ball- ballpark. But, like, as a whole... And I'm thinking of other soundtracks as well. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Girl, what? I know. I know. I know. You don't even know the soundtrack. Whoa. Whoa. Why is it only Do you know what number six on the CD is? What part of the movie number six on the CD is? No. That's why you're rating it a five and I'm rating it a 3.5. Okay. 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 You'll you'll like my other answers better, okay? Just 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 wait. You're comparing this to the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. You're, you bet your honey and you bet your little tushy I am. <laughs> no. And I'm putting on my Jack Sparrow hat and we're going. <laughs> I don't have a Jack Sparrow hat. I wish I did. I what? What? would be interesting if they were you know pirates of the caribbean and treasure planet are both about pirates right if they did a cheeky little crossover that would be everything i know but how would they do it because like treasure planet's futuristic and pirates is like 1700s they could take that portal captain flint used to go to all those different worlds to go back in time to freaking okay, okay. there you go all right all right oh my gosh but literally though disney like hit me up we will make that film Just <laughs> <laughs> story and writing next category okay okay i'm honestly like it's baller like it's killer story like it's just it's like even though it's based on treasure island like in treasure island's like already a theme Mm -hmm. like the way they went with it like they they you still for the diehard treasure island fans you still know it's got that treasure island vibe but it takes on a whole new i don't know it's just cool and the stories, like, there's depth to the story. Like, it's not just, like, an action adventure. It's not just, like, pirates swashbuckling around and, like, mm-hmm. like fighting each other. Like, there's substance. Yes. Coming of age. And I appreciate that it's, for once, not a Disney princess movie. Yes. You Let's know, go. this is a coming of age for a young man story. Yes. 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 Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Girl power. Okay. Yes. Girl pal, we run the worlds. But <laughs> but I feel like there's so many coming of age girl stories. Like and they're all great. I've been loving my density princesses. Okay, I'll do some episodes on that as well. But 
this is just like it hits different, man. It's mm-hmm. and he's not a prince. He's a normal Joe Blow, poor, running from the law kid. And I love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read the story. I'm gonna give it a solid. I'm gonna give it a solid five. Like it's 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 Same. it's a baller. <laughs> You're literally Same. gonna bring every category of five percent. No discussion. You wait and see. You wait and see. I mean, it's literally like I said earlier. It's got everything. Like if you want comedy, the first Ben scene is genius. It's just genius. If you want coming of age, it's got it. If you want piracy action adventure, it's got it. If you want the futuristic sci-fi alien vibe, it's got it. If you want, you know, the relationship father son bond. Wait, 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 wait. There is one thing that's lacking. Ooh, ooh. And it's okay. it's oh, they need a scene. Where Jim has a shirt off. I'm just gonna say it and right here now. We go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. I need to see that. <clears throat> okay, what was that? Do you remember that website? You may have not gone on it, but there was a website back in the day that had like it was just all like fan art. Yep. It wasn't a website. It was this artist who took it upon himself to draw all the Disney princes. Now, Jim wasn't a prince, but he took all the male Disney lead characters and drew them as like pinup characters. Yes. And I guarantee you have Jim's engraved into your core memory. Uh, It's downloaded on my computer. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay. Have you seen that movie Inside Out? Inside Out. Is that where the little, like, it's like the emotions? emotions? Yes, the emotions in your brain, yeah. Yes, okay, you know how they talk about the core memory of, like, what makes you, you? (laughs) Yes. It's it's pinup of Jim. It's pinup of Jim. Yep. (laughs) I remember one time you came up, and... It, I had it on one of my laptops. So I was like, hey, you got to look at this. And I pulled it up and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and back then we thought it was so scandalous. Like we thought, oh my- <laughs> we thought we were, let's be honest, like looking at like NC-17 stuff. We, mm-hmm. we thought we were so cool and so naughty <laughs> and it was hilarious. I love it. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Third okay. category. Acting, voice acting, the people they got to star for this role. And there was a lot of controversy over who would play Jim live action. Who would be your dream actor to play him? Would it be the guy that voiced him or someone else? I mean, Joseph Levitt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think that they loosely based Jim's character design around him. Really? Now, when this was, yes, because I mean, if you look at him at a, um, if you saw him in Ten Things I Hate About You, uh-huh. he would have been very early twenties in his early twenties when he did that, and he mm-hmm. had similar hair. He had the long in the front, and he just had the same vibe as Jim. Okay. Okay. 
So if I had to pick anybody to play him in the live action, it would be him. But the problem is he's like 50 years old now. <laughs> I don't think he's that old. He's definitely late forties, mid late forties. Right, right. Okay, you and know he, he looks so, old, so fair. Okay, you know who I I would love to see play him. If you say Tom Holland, I quit. No, actually, I didn't even think about Tom Holland, but no, no. <laughs> I think Josh Hutcherson would be good. I never thought of that. I honestly think he would do good. So, yeah, as far as voice acting, what do you rate it? One to five. Well, I think we have to address that John Silver, um, voiced by the late Mr. Murray, was the best voice in the whole movie. I mean, he was so original. And just so, like, if you think of pirate and what a pirate would sound like, that's the voice I hear every single time. Yep. Yep. 100%. So just based on that alone is a five for me. Honestly, it's good. The voice acting is good. I like, I'm trying to not be too generous. Like, I'm trying to, like, give something a substance because I know you're going to rate everything five. But also, like, it's dang good. Solid. All right. You know what? I'm going to give it a five as well. All right. I'm going to give... Because they, I feel like it's not even, like, the like the sound. It's It fits, like, every character in there fits. Like, their voice fits their character. Like, they chose good. Let me put it mm-hmm. that way. So, I'm going to give it a five as well. All right. Second to last category originality now i have to give a lower score on this because it's, it's based on ori- book right uh, as far as original like concept like how they like made it a twist like how they took the book and made it into something new i'll give them that but it is based on a book and there is been a lot of you know sci-fi movies i mean look at how big star wars is Mm-hmm. there's been a lot of pirate adaptations so i'm gonna give originality i'm gonna give it but it's still got a good twist i'm gonna give it a three i'm gonna stand at a three i would give it a four because yes it's based on a book but they gave it the sci-fi um steampunk element where it's like old days meets robots and future and aliens and also i really like i don't know if you picked up on this and i didn't pick up on it as a kid i did later but you know john silver's little companion morph the pink yes. blob thing uh-huh. you know every disney movie has to have that cute little like sidekick animal character right. you're right did you realize that that was their spin on a pirate's parrot you know pirates usually have a parrot that sits on their shoulder and it copies what they say and stuff that was their spin on a parrot and it was a floating pink blob that could morph into anything it wants to i think that's genius you know what that is genius and let's not stereotype pirates okay it's not just parrots it's monkeys as well (laughs) okay the monkey (laughs) let's not come on let's come on 
but yes, you are right. You are right. That is genius. I, and I did not know that. And, but that's smart and I like it. Okay. So three and four. Right. Well, it's so bad. So bad. And then last, we've got to go with the animation. Okay. And before everyone comes at me at the quality of the animation, this is 2002. Okay. Let's just remember that. Yes. Well, considering it was 2002, I would say this was very ahead of the game for the time. It Mm. mixed, and I think it was one of the first, if not the first, Disney movies that mixed 2D and 3D animation. So you have characters who are flat in 2D, and then like there are scenes where the ship is 3D. And if you look, John Silver's arm is 3D while his body is still 2D. So it was very cutting edge for its time. Hmm. I would agree. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, they had great shots. It was well put together. I mean, for it to be nominated for Best Animated Feature, I mean, come on. Mm hmm. So. I'm going to give it a four. Just because compared to other films nowadays. But for its time, it was killing it. So I'm going to solve for it. I got to go 4.5. That's lower than I thought you would go. Well, <laughs> I am objective. I can be objective. <laughs> and there's. So I feel like we went between the three and five on every category. Right. So, I mean, I feel like anything above the three stars, I mean, that's worth my attention. And I mean, some of these were fives, duplicate of five scoring. So, okay, final thoughts. If people haven't seen the film, what do you want to say to them? What do you want to say to convince them they need to check this film out? My thing. Um, Jim Hawkins. Um, Jim Hawkins. Mm. And Jim Hawkins. You know what? Solid, valid points. You are seen and heard. <laughs> no, but for real. I mean, it's different than your usual Disney princess finds the love of her life, first love, true kiss, all that bullcrap. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's got action. It's kick ass. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. It is a good time. Honestly, it just makes me, like, I feel nostalgic when I watch it. It sends me good vibes in my tummy. And it's just just fun. It's just a fun movie. And I think, like, I mean, yeah, it was animated. And, yeah, it's more directed towards kids. But, honestly, like, again, we're almost 30 and we're still going on about this film. (laughs) So I feel like it, anyone can watch it. it. It is a family film. It's family friendly. You know, it's it's not something you have to look up the rating for. It's just, it's it's wholesome. Let's put it that way. It is wholesome. Treasure Planet, if you haven't already seen it. And if you have, well, I'm sure you loved hearing us just go on and on about how good the film was. And if you didn't like the film, then... <laughs> you need to see a therapist if you didn't like that movie. <laughs> 
now that we've discussed the movie, we are going to play a fun little game of this or that. Okay. While you're watching a movie, and we're talking about full cinema experience, not on your couch. Um, kids nowadays are doing it where they're watching a movie on their couch, streaming it. No, we're talking about full in the theater. Mm-hmm. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Really? Yes, I got them chewy sweet tarts every time I go to the movie. So you're all about the candy section? Yep. See, I'm the complete and utter opposite. My husband's a, a sweet fanatic at the um, at the cinema, but I'm all about the salty, okay? It's either, if I do get a snack, it's either popcorn or nachos and cheese, period. There's mm. no debate. Now, I have to be in the mood for popcorn. Like, I have to be in a very specific mood for popcorn, but I usually just grab the candy. Mm. All right. There you have it. This or that. And uh, that is a wrap for this episode. After many, many reschedules and <laughs> issues, we've got it. Final thoughts? Final thoughts? I'm going to be dreaming about Jim Hawkins tonight. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> Final thoughts from Miss Leah Chapin. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I super duper appreciate it. Seeing this as this is my first episode. And what a better way than to start off the podcast with the Biffle of all Biffles. Yes. Thank you for having me. No problem. Well, until next time, I'll talk to you then. <laughs>